Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 71, Wafers and Cozies. It's the first episode of 2016, and so we bring you our annual review of the year and quiz. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day, Day of, fun. of Fun. Year of Fun, perhaps we should have said, but it's too late now. Hi, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. And to all of our listeners in listener land, maybe they all live in a big house together like the Beatles. Yes. Or four terrace houses knocked through. This is our annual review of the year, which mainly comprises a quiz. Yay! Quiz, quiz, quiz. It is also, as we were discussing just moments before we hit play and record together, pretty much the only time of year that we re-listen to old episodes because we have to go back and check the format. And I always sit down and think, oh, I have no idea, and then manage to rustle up 15 absurd questions. And then suddenly 15 questions have happened. But firstly, before we delve back through the past year, we will delve back through the past fortnight or so and see what we've been up to. We had Christmas and New Year, as I imagine most people with a calendar did. Yes. Well, New Year. Yeah. Unless you're in China. Uh, I mean, do they still operate on the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jessica and I spent Christmas together. We did. That's true. At our parents' house. Saw each other quite frequently. I feel like I have not been at my house for a long time. Because I was away for nearly a week for Christmas. Then we went back for our dad's birthday. Then I stayed somewhere on New Year's Eve. But you're home again now. But I'm home again now. Did you have a nice Christmas? Did you enjoy spending all your time with your favourite sister? Uh, yeah, because, well, the other one couldn't come, so... We're joking, I don't have another sister. I do, what? Oh. Yes, it was nice. It was good, uh, I would it? have liked longer. Well. But that's fine. This is our new annual tradition, is Jessica complaining, I mean discussing. I get one day hours. off for Christmas. Bob Cratchit got one day off and was grateful. Yeah. But also, like Bob Cratchit, I have to make up the work missed on my own time, pretty much. Let's move on. Let's move on. We went home, we did our annual Christmas Eve traditions, which, as usual, we shared with you through the medium of the podcasted version of our dad's reading of Yes. Twas the Luck Before Christmas. I went to the pub. Did I watch a film? No idea. Who's to say? <laughs> and on Christmas Day, we did the usual um, ate lunch at an unspecified time of the afternoon, migrated to sofas, just watched all the television. Good Life Christmas Special, Miss Fisher yep. Christmas... Doctor Who? Oh no, we didn't actually watch Doctor Who that We day. didn't watch Doctor Who. I did not have the brain power to understand Doctor Who. And we did so, watch it like the next day and it was fine. I couldn't understand it. But uh, What did you think of Sherlock? <sighs> Sherlock, the New Year's Day special. I was really enjoying it for like the first hour. You had Molly Hooper, who's usually, uh, what's her job? Pathologist well, type yeah. person. And she was a doctor, so she was all in like a tash and dressed as a man. I thought, oh, that's funny. They've just made the character a man in the Victorian one. I like that very much. Yeah. And there was a whole thing about how Mrs. Hudson wasn't really in the stories and Mary doesn't get to do very much. And I was like, I see, you've got some of our feminist critique. Thanks very much, Stephen. Then it kind of tipped over and it became all two-pointed and all of the feminists were kind of wearing Ku Klux Klan outfits. Yeah, that was an odd choice. Yeah, and it was like the misandrist murder club. And it was like, oh, this is not, you've misunderstood what we were asking for. Basically, I think Stephen Moffat's great when he's just not trying. Because in Doctor <laughs> Who, when he tries to make like big mythology, it doesn't work. And when he tries to be a feminist, it doesn't work. Whereas at the beginning, he was just 
being a feminist and that was fine yeah stay away from the issues just write a story yeah i mean i really liked the fact that it had the victorian stuff i would have been perfectly happy for it just to be a christmas special which was just the current actors doing a victorian yes, which i think is uh, what i assumed we were getting yeah and it obviously links into the current modern series apparently there were loads of complaints about the fact that it was too complicated and nobody understood what was going on which, uh, what? Uh, how, just how can you not just watch it is that people who were tweeting at the time to say they weren't following it? They were too busy writing the fact they didn't understand what was going on to pay enough attention to understand what was going on. But every every question that you had when there was a second of going, wait, what are we doing now? Oh, okay. Oh, then it was explained fine. immediately, like afterwards. Well, I kind of assumed something was on as soon as enormously fat Mycroft appeared because there's a running joke that Sherlock thinks that Mycroft is overweight. And uh, yes. in his mind, he would make him into this enormous Mr. Creosote figure. Yeah, that was, was my thought exactly. I was like, why, why is Mycroft dressed as Mr. Creosote? Wafferthin. Is somebody going to produce a Wafferthin mint at any second? Um, so there were bits of it I loved, and bits of it overall just left me with a, a bad taste in my misandrist mouth. So it's a shame. It was decent enough entertainment apart from the kind of ending. Uh, it just stuck the landing, really. On the whole, I liked it. But there, then I sort of thought, um. Basically, being a okay, feminist yeah. does ruin a lot of popular culture. Because you're like, I'm <laughs> having fun, everything. but. Mm, <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be feminist. We should all be feminist. I saw a really funny tweet that I cannot remember who wrote, and it just said, uh, plot of Sherlock Christmas special. Sherlock gets off a plane and into a car. Yeah, that was good, because that pretty much is what happened. To rewind 24 hours from the Sherlock New Year's special, I spent New Year's Eve at a dinner party, which was absolutely the nicest way of spending New Year's Eve I could think of, apart from the Lee Pace annual film festival. So that's fine. We'll do yeah. that another day. We'll do that another day, as we've mentioned, I believe just in our Two Bossy Dames newsletter, which we guest edited, we have a Lee Pace Film Festival on New Year's Eve, because we don't like to go out. But instead, I did go out, but in the most, just the way I wanted to. I went to a, a delightful friend's, or two delightful friend's house, and uh, we had a dinner party. It was a very well curated guest list. And then we stayed over. It was organised, so everybody had a bed. We woke up the next morning, all of us in beautiful buttoned pyjamas, matching sets. And we had buttermilk pancakes and cake and sausages. Yummy. What a start to the new year. I had pancakes on New Year's Day as well. Mm. I love pancakes. Me too. But we will be hosting our annual Lee Pace Film Festival very shortly. And, dear listener, perhaps it may become an interactive event, just saying. No? Yes. Jessica, would you like to go into a quiz? I would love to go into a quiz. I'll meet you at the pub in 15 minutes. Okay. Now this year it is your turn to go first. Okay. On the rounds. Uh, Every year this follows a similar format of three rounds of five questions each. I always do the same topics for each round, which is one, a quiz of the year, two, a quiz on the podcast, and three, a quiz on me. Right, yes. I've done, in the news, I've done podcasts and I've done... Misc. No, I've done actually a themed round, which is uh, year-related things, because this is a quiz of the year. So, okay. basically, you just have to tell me what year is the answer for all the questions. So, shall we start with In the News? Yes, let's do In the News from Jessica. Quiz of the year, quiz of the year, quiz of the year, quiz of the year. Okay, Jeremy Corbyn was elected to be Labour of the Leader Party this year. By what percentage majority did he win? That is literally the same as my first question. Okay, good. So you should It's 59.5%. Correct. In the first round. And I was going to give you to the nearest 10%. If we have identical questions all the way through, that is going to be super awkward. I cannot believe that it was literally <laughs> the first question. Do we need to do a, uh, should we do a prediction crossover like for top fives? Four. Four. Yeah, I think so. I think that's about what we had last year. No, I think we had two last year. Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, 
so the Great British Bake Off was won by the lovely Nadia, Queen of All Our Hearts. Uh, and in the uh, desserts round, possibly pastry. Anyway, she had to make some cheesecakes. She made a very exciting stack of of like soda-based cheesecakes yep. with fizzy pop and stuff. What were the three flavours of her three cheesecakes? I was going to ask you this question yesterday when I was planning questions. What the heck is going on? Cream soda was one of them. Correct. They were all fizzy pop, right? They were all fizzy pop. Bubblegum was on a different thing. That was on her eclairs. Yep. A cream soda, ginger beer? Correct. Do I have to get all three? No. Cream soda, I'll, ginger I'll beer. I'll give you a point for getting two of them. Um, pink lemonade? Uh, it was lemonade. Okay. Yes. 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 I'm not specific. Okay. In what city did this year's Eurovision Song Contest take place? Oh, well, it was Conchita, and she's Austrian. So you'd hope I would know this. Did you not host a Eurovision party? There was a lot of wine. <laughs> What's a city in Austria? Salzburg. No, Vienna. That's probably more famous city in Austria, to be fair. I'll give them that. Depends where you stand on the sound of music. Anyway, in September, what did NASA find on Mars? Proof of water. Yes, I even got liquid water here. Apparently that needed to be specified. Okay. And who was the recipient of this year's Nobel Peace Prize? Malala and her dad. No, that was actually the year before. It was the Tunisian National Dialogue Quartet. Yeah, weirdly, I did. I mean, I didn't know that, but I do remember that story. <laughs> I had not heard of them, but thanks, Wikipedia. So you got three out of five. Now, I could have spent that quiz trying to work out a new question for you about the year. Oh, I meant to break spares. This is a disaster. <laughs> That's fine. The answer to the first one is 59.5. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Number two. Number two. In July, a Toronto street corner became an impromptu memorial to what? It was a dead raccoon. It was a dead raccoon. That is correct. Just get just get my little purple pen out to do some marking. Tick, tick. Come run okay. with us. In September this year, Queen Elizabeth II beat Queen Victoria to hold the record as the longest reigning British monarch. Yes. But who, who is in third place? Hmm. You see, usually your repetition of the word who would be a Doctor Who-based clue, but I'm guessing that's not the case on this occasion. It is not Peter Capaldi. Uh, okay, that goes my first guess. Uh, is it one of the Georges? If you get this wrong, I'll go mad. <laughs> is it George the Third? It's George the Third. It's Groff Source himself. Okay, I was, that was delighted I, that, when I saw that. That was my actual guess before you had to give me a clue. 59 years. So we had plenty of to time be to fair, Quite a lot of that, he was not really in charge. No, he had to stay grumbling. Hugh Laurie was in charge. That is true. Question four. What television programme featured a man named Keith crying in every single episode? Lord, it was the uh, Great British Pottery, the Great Pottery Throwdown. It doesn't have British in the title, correct? Yeah, less patriotic than uh, baking and sewing, apparently. In the run-up, this is question five, the last of this round. In the run-up to the general election in May this year. Yep. A voter encourages to support which political party with the slogan, My buttocks are smooth and my mind is clear. Hmm. I vaguely remember that slogan, but I suspect that probably overshadowed the uh, political message that they were attempting to uh, convey. Was it UKIP? It was, of course, UKIP. And the best thing about that was that was the answer to the question, (laughs) Excuse me, sir, what is your name? And he said, My buttocks are smooth and my mind is clear. Vote UKIP. A sentiment not endorsed by this podcast. Jessica, uh, a strong showing. Five out of five on that round. Yay! Very good indeed. That's exciting. Let's have our songs. Yes. My song is At Least It Was Here by The 88. I had that like two weeks ago. Did you? 
Yes, because it's the theme tune to Community. Do you listen to what I say? No, obviously not. Okay, let me think of a new song then. No, have it. You can have it now. Okay, you do yours. No, you do yours. Well, I think. No, no I don't I want it. This whole don't want it now. You won't take it. <laughs> don't want to play. <laughs> Bear in mind, I hadn't actually watched any of Community two weeks ago, and it's just completely absurd. Yeah, but I went in... <clears throat> I okay, somewhere out there from Five Will Goes West, as performed by Donald Glover and Danny Pudi. Do you know, I didn't realise it was from Five Will Goes West until just now. That's why the, the rat's called Five Oh my god, everything becomes clear. My song, my song, is African Tree by Zunzun Igwe. Guess who's listening to the Discover Weekly playlist again? Well done. It's me, because I don't know what that is. Okay, weirdly, one of my colleagues was singing a song the other day, and I'd never heard it in my life, but several people joined in. I put on my Discover Weekly playlist today, and it started playing. And it's not even a current song. If you read the article that Two Bossy Dames shared about the algorithm behind Discover Weekly playlists, you'll understand why. And it's because people think perhaps a song is being pushed, but actually, because it uses the algorithm of what people are listening to, it's bubbling up somewhere in a sphere, and that's why it, it might have popped up theirs. It could be, but actually, I think she started seeing it in response to something that somebody had said. So it wasn't like it was in her head. It was, you know, when somebody just in conversation mentions a sequence of words that you recognise and sparks the remembrance of a song. Yes, for example, like if your sister said, my song this week is at least it was here by the 88. Maybe two weeks later you'd say the same thing. Review of the year! Review of the year! Review of the year! I started that at an octave I was not expecting to enter. Yeah, I declined to join in. I don't know if you noticed that. Anyway, I, I totally did. I vaguely remember you having the 88 now. Anyway, carry on. Every year we do a review of the year on the following topics. It replaces top five in our usual podcast stru- structure. So these are things we pick under various headings and categories that are our favourites of the year. Last year on New Year's Eve, I also posted on Twitter the Roskers, which I wrote this year but didn't tweet. Maybe I'll read them out as a after-podcast special. The Roskers are the Rosie Oscars, in case no one got that. Maybe you could do it with the actual Oscars. Or... Yeah, no, I could move like it to February. Judy Garland wins Best Actress every year. Yeah, I'm sure she does. Just uh, just do it now, like seize the day immediately. I'll pause Come and seize the day! Uh, should oh, we speak. start with our, our films of the year? We can, so we may as well get on the ground so that then I can get it out of the way. It's not frozen again, is it? No, actually, no. So I think I only went to see one film in the cinema this year, one new film, and that was Pitch Perfect 2, which I enjoyed. But I kind of feel like it's my film of the year by default. May I also point out that you watched a new cinema release on the plane because you watched Inside Out. Yes, that's true. I did think of that earlier and then I forgot about it. I'm going to go with Inside Out because I think film-wise it is better than Pitch Perfect. I enjoyed both of them. Oh, but... Inside Out, like, crushes Pitch Perfect Well, that's useful because I wrote Inside Out, crossed it out and wrote Mad Max Fury Road. I'd like to see Inside Out not in a pressurised fart tube. I'd like to see it on a screen bigger than my hand. So I can assess it again. So I did really enjoy it. But Mad Max Fury Road, I saw in the cinema and it was great. I I saw a number of new films on Netflix and stuff like that. But obviously they weren't sort of this year's releases. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although White Hot American Summer did spring into mind, which was very funny. I believe last year I was allowed a new release and an old release. Not new. Television of the year. Television of the year. I initially wrote Once Upon a Time because I've watched all of Once Upon a Time this year. It's been a theme. It's been a theme. Then I remembered that Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was 2015. Oh, yeah. So, sorry Once Upon a Time, but you got bumped. No, I think that's completely fair. Mine is Community. 
I nearly put that down, but then I thought I have watched a lot of it in the last two weeks, and it's very, very good. But I, it's quite, it's quite a late entry. And I feel like would I just be putting it in because it's what I have watched the most in the last yeah. few weeks? I've been rewatching it. I started my rewatch earlier in the year, and it has been a big theme. Once upon a time has been a stronger theme, but I'm ashamed of it, and I forgot Kimmy Schmidt existed. I wrote down Bake Off because I love Bake Off. Yep. I also yeah. wrote on Castle because I watched almost all of Castle this year. But that's again is what I've watched as opposed to what I've loved, which perhaps says something about the way I view TV. I'll just put it on. I hate it. Maybe pop that in your 2016 list. We'll we'll get to that later. Oh yeah, a book, a book. My, my book, my book is Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell, which I believe you're currently reading. I started it last night, and it made me very anxious because I'm starting a creative writing module this time next week, and I haven't done any preparation for it. I spent the morning doing preparation for it, and I feel much less anxious, but I was in bed. And then do you ever do a thing where you worry about something, and then you immediately forget what you're worried about, but you are still worried? <laughs> yes, you're like, oh, there's a feeling of there's something is and wrong. I'm not sure why, but I'm desperate to try and claw it back, and the part of your brain it goes... Clearly it's not that important, just let it go. Yeah, but then I did remember, and now it's all fine. Been searching for books on the library catalogue. My book, very up to the minute release, it's Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf. Yes, current, yes. Which I finally read this year, and I absolutely loved it. It took me a couple of false starts, simply because I tend to read at night, and I don't recommend starting Mrs. Dalloway at 10.30 and trying to read it in 10 minute chunks. No, don't do that. But I very much enjoyed it. Have you read The Hours? No, it's on my list. I'll lend it to you. Thank you very much. Oh, theatre piece? I don't think I have been to the theatre this year. A live event? In that case, it would have to be a uh, secret cinema. That's fine then. Yeah, that, that, that's like a piece of theatre. I nearly mentioned that in uh, in film when I said that I hadn't seen anything in the cinema because I did actually see The Empire Strikes Back. But that's not a new film. And it's a very, very good film. But it doesn't quite fall into the uh, criteria. But of... uh, it definitely counts as this this one. Yeah, so we'll go for Secret Cinema. Mine was Sweeney Todd at the English National Opera. Jolly good. Starring Emma Thompson. What a babe. I think that gif of her just kind of doing jazz hands and is one of my favourites. It's great for many reactions. I mean, happy reactions. Not a sad situation. I can't believe I haven't been to the theatre this year. I enjoyed the Richmond Symphony. Mm-hmm. I saw Arthur Darville in Treasure Island, a play I did not care for, but oh Concerts. boy, did I like that bit. I like that, what I'm saying. Your outfit of the year. My outfit with the... of the... Pick a preposition and run with it, either one. My outfit of the year would be, once again, the... I'm going down the sequins route. Christmas party dress mm-hmm. that I wore, like, two weeks ago. Because it was just sequins, but it was different from the previous sequin dress that I had on my list. I now own two sequin dresses. And if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Mine is a dress that I constructed out of a skirt and a sequined crop top that everyone thinks is a dress. They always say, I love your dress. And I think, wow, it's clearly working as an ensemble if people think they're actually connected. Oh, I saw pictures of that and I wondered what dress it was. It's not a dress. It's not a dress that answers that question. And I wore it to a party where I looked like the best thing on earth. And I wore it to Toby and Brady's wedding. Well done, you. Thank you. And your event of the year or thing or thing what you did... My event of the year was Holly Bobs. Yes, mine was USA of Fun. Yes. Um, also, music. I've done music. Do you have uh, music? Right. Yeah, I've got music. It's, like, spoiler, it's obviously Hamilton. What a ridiculous question. Yeah, my music is seeing Bell and Sebastian live. Yeah. Hamilton. His name is Alexander Hamilton. No, I've still not listened to Act 2. Oh, Thank you for asking. But you have listened to Act 1 now. Which was all my challenge was. I mean, okay, your challenge was to watch The Pile of Community and you've watched like two seasons. Oh, I'm on season three. You've watched like three seasons. (laughs) I'm like powering through. 
I've now reached the point where I, I think I should slow down because otherwise I'm going to run out. Yeah. Quiz of the year. Quiz of the year. Quiz. Quiz of the year. Round two. The podcast round. Podcast round. Jessica, I believe it's your turn to start. Okie dokie. Right, so this is all stuff that can be related back to things that have been mentioned on the podcast in the past 12 months. Okay. Uh, not necessarily specifically things that have happened on the podcast. Okay. That makes sense. So, question one. In September, we visited New York City and went to the American Girl store. How much, to the nearest $5, $5 either side, would an American Girl, Girl of the Year doll cost you, excluding optional additional hairbrush? $110 close it's actually 120 i knew it was 120 rosie what are you thinking i'll give you half a point thanks because i'm a very nice princess my pen stopped working i'll still take the point okay which book did i read on the seven and a half hour train journey between richmond virginia and new york new york you read nearly all of rainbow rowell's eleanor and park that is correct and i watched a accidentally quite rude BBC drama <laughs> that I had to keep shielding from our fellow passengers. Good work. I don't think anyone could have seen it because you were kind of tucked in a corner. I didn't notice and I was sitting next to you. A couple of weeks ago, I made a draft excluder. What farmyard animal features on it? Cows. Cows. And it's accidentally far too big. Yes, correct. But uh, I've completely come around to it and stopped noticing that it's slightly oversized. We did a quiz game at my New Year's Eve party. And I made it not fun for people by answering too quickly. Well done, you. I'm about to put a stop to that. Back in uh, February... Don't remember it. <laughs> uh, this was uh, one of our first episodes of the year, just after my birthday. It was a good week. I went to watch Super Bowl, Super Bowl 49. You were disparaging a fact. Who won it? Not the Packers. Correct. Is it I mean, the, you're not, you're, the you're one not Tom Brady pays for? Giselle Bunchen? I don't know. No. Uh... Naming the Steelers is not going to help. No, it's the New England Patriots. They beat the Seahawks. Right. And our GIF work is really, GIF, whatever, who cares, has really uh, upped its game, by which I mean, well done, Rosie. Thanks very much. So we have a different topic and a different theme and a different kind of tie in each week, so we get a different image. And uh, there are three people who have appeared in more than one. Who are those three people? I'll give you a clue. Two of them go together. And the third one is somebody else. And you can do... Bill and Ted have been in two. Yes. Because they did Strange Things with a Foot at Circle K and then they appeared for episode 69. 69, dudes! Uh, who else has appeared? <sighs> I think it's either Tina Fey or at least Silverstone. It's not. Is it Kimmy Schmidt? Because there's the one where she punches the air and there's the one where she does the whoop whoop. No, the punching the air one I used on Twitter. Yes, I was going to say, I, I, I went know. through literally all of them to find this, and I don't remember the pun. The uh, end of Breakfast Club. It's Tom Haverford, or is he in Sorry. Um, he appears in one saying, Yo, Roomba, Roomba drop, a drop a beat. And he appears and in then, a... uh Yeah, when they're re- him and Donna are reacting to... Uh, treat Yourself Batman. Treat Yourself Batman. Okay. You can, I'd give you half? half a point for that. Yeah. So for that, you scored three points. <laughs> okay, not bad. So you're around on the podcast. Question yeah. number one. Concerned already. 2015 was our most productive. Oh, I think they're easier than yours. Was our most productive year podcast-wise. But how many episodes did we release? This is not including the two-minute introduction to Operation Get Festive or the Christmas Eve episode. These are full-length episodes. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. You told me this the other day. Uh, is it 24? It is t- 24 exactly. Yes. According to episode 68, 
What should you not give somebody for Christmas? You should not give somebody a rat king. It's it is not festive. It is not festive. It's not holiday appropriate. Yeah, I give it to them for their birthday. Number three. We finally got new podcast artworks this year. You're all welcome. Yay! But what did our artwork dress up as for Halloween? Um, I was a cat and you're a vampire. Correct. Gifts! Question four. What gif is on our USA of Fun specials? No, episode 65, Squats and Lettuces. What gif? Well, it's not Bill and Ted and it's not is Tom Hazard. Yeah. Uh, is it uh, Cher Horowitz? No. It is Stefan. Stefan, yes it is. Giggling. And episode 47, this brings us full circle. Saw me finally achieve something. What did I finally achieve in episode 47 that well, brings us full circle? I'm guessing it wasn't self-actualization. I feel like you would have made a bigger deal out of that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you did, so you wouldn't need to make a big deal. Full circle. Who could help me self-actualize? Full circle. Episode 47 was a long time. Can we get this? I'm going to do it. Did you finally realise that, as you stated in episode one, you actually can roast a potato? <laughs> that is a going to come back to that back. every few months. Yeah. No. Episode uh, 47. Yeah. Do you want one more guess? Is it anything to do with that strange things are afoot at the Circle K? No. In episode 47, I finally learnt Andrew Keegan's name. Yes. And he, of course, but runs... It's full circle because that was last year's quiz. Yes, and also that's the name of his cult. Yes. Oh, I did not get that. It's not a cult, apparently. It's like a meditative circle. Kombucha factory. Yeah. You got four. Four out of five. Woo. So I believe I can't believe I got you. Andrew Keegan wrong. I know. Oh, no. Which is... I put you down as a tick. You only got three out of five. I Sorry. Say, I, I was doing this. Hmm. Let's do some snacks. Okay. I believe you have a snack. I did. I thought of it at the last minute because uh, I bought some phyllo pastry the other day and they made those little phyllo parcels with mincemeat and marzipan and they were really tasty, but that's not my snack. It reminded me how much I like phyllo pastry and therefore my snack of the day is spanakopita. It's fun to say and eat. Yes. Now I know what you're thinking. That's got cheese in it, but there must be a way around it. Surely. Just really salty tofu. <laughs> Mine is honey and mustard cocktail sausages because somebody brought it to the dinner I had and... I am become sausage. Well done for them bringing that to the table. Nilanfed! Nilanfed! I bought some phyllo pastry, because who makes phyllo pastry, and I made some little phyllo parcels filled with mincemeat and marzipan. Correct, you did. Correct, you did. I Correct, well done. made my stolen. I made my Christmas cake. I now have half a Christmas cake to eat by myself. It's fine. It's fine. As we know, before Christmas, I was knitting my nativity scene. But I was also doing secret Christmas knitting that I couldn't talk about because it was a present. So now I can talk about the Christmas tree cosy, tree cosy I made for our parents, which is the Christmas tree tea cosy by Sue Stratford. I have made the project on Ravelry, have put no information on it, but I will do that in time for this podcast going up or shortly afterwards. It is a tea cosy that looks like a Christmas tree and I knitted it and I did it and I never want to do Christmas knitting again. But now I've nearly finished my Scheherazade shawl. It takes an hour at least to do each row. Yay! That was a Kermit flail. Yeah! The tea cosy is really good. I Thanks. can attest to that. And it keeps tea warm, which is... It's surprisingly thick. It's because you knit it with one layer and then you sew the layers of leaves over the top so it gets very built up. Ah, uh, I see. I wondered how how it was constructed. I'm uh, I'm now just distracted by the fact that the end is in sight for Scheherazade. The beading is all finished. The beading rows were taking me at least two hours. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're at over 650 stitches. 
but I'm really hoping that by the time we record our next podcast, it will be done, if not blocked, at least off some needles. Awesome. And then I get to start new projects. I need to go back to knitting that uh, that tunic. Yes, it would be nice. Yeah. And I found the buttons I bought at the Christmas craft fair thing that our mum and I went to last year, and I thought I'd lost them, and then they were just in my bedroom at home when I went back for Christmas. So now I can make plans for a Christmas jumper to u- using them. Exciting. I'm determined to make a Christmas jumper for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Round three of a quiz? Round three. Quiz of the year. Round three. Da, 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 da. This is our misc round. I have done a year's round mm-hmm. for the quiz of the year. So for each question, of which there are five, I want you to give me a year. And for some of them, I'll give you like a, a tolerance, I guess. So question one. I don't know when Alexander Hamilton was born. I'm not going to ask you when Alexander Hamilton okay. was born. Question one. <laughs> when did Alexander Hamilton die? What year did Alexander Hamilton die? <laughs> Three in either direction. Oh, for 1849? 1804. Oh, I was super wrong. But you know who did die near 1849? Eliza, so I'll take the point. Yeah. 1804. Oh, that is really dumb of me. I knew it was earlier. Uh, well, something 18... definitely happened in 18... I mean, just definitely things happened in 1849. But why is that the like front of my brain? something she lived like anyway never mind back in september we visited the somerville marshmallow fluff festival according to the organizers of the festival what year was marshmallow fluff invented it was something absurd like 1913 i was gonna say three in either direction but it was 1917 and i'm gonna give you that point okay thank you very much okay this one i'm not gonna go either way you have to get it right we were for tea at the plaza her famous home of eloise the first Eloise book was published in 1955. So what year was Elo- Eloise born? 1949. Correct. Because as we all know, Eloise is six. Because she will tell that to literally anyone she ever meets. I thought that was the most nerve-wracking question of a quiz so far. Okay. <laughs> Maths. Question four. If a train leaves Newcastle at 6.30, travelling at 17 miles an hour... In... No, I'm joking. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this to me. Trick question, because the one from London is going to Penzance, they will never meet. I just want to remind you that last year one of your questions was, do you want to build a snowman? This is definitely upgraded. Uh, yeah, I know. Okay, what year was the Empire Strikes Back released? 81. 82. 80? 80. 80? Really? Oh, 77. Yeah. yeah, 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 I was thinking 79. Well, I don't get that. Okay, according to, and for this one, you can be three years either way. According to the Wikipedia list of people who have died in 2015... Yep. The oldest person at time of death was Sir Nicholas Winton, MBE. What year was he born? Mm, well, he's definitely going to be over 100. 1909. On the money, correct. Oh, really? Yeah. What a great guess. I forgot what his job was in the middle of that, so let's not put that on. Everything else had notes. Okay. On uh, this is the final round, which tradition dictates is about me. It's about Rosie. Okay, great. <laughs> now, this first question is just to exercise some terrible thoughts I've had this year. Sounds a lot like it's going to be worse. It's not. It's not like Trump or anything. Um, I need you to complete either of the following humble brags to complete the thoughts which I had. Right. Okay. Great. Humble brag one was: I haven't had time to write my book because. Humble brag two: There's no newspaper in the house because. You just need to complete one of those with the dreadful thought I had. <laughs> uh. Is it the same answer for both of no, them? No, they are two different answers. Because they were two different thoughts, many weeks apart, because I'm right. horrendous 100% of the time. <laughs> uh, okay, what was the first one? I haven't had time to write I haven't write had time books. to write my book because... 
I've been too busy being on television. That is correct. And number two, there's no newspaper in the house because because, uh, <laughs> because I've given it all away to people who to them to read my article or something. No, like it that. was because I only buy it when I'm in it. I'm in it. Yes. Okay. Great. So you can have that. Uh, those are and the thing is I realised that these were terrible thoughts and I didn't share them on Twitter and uh, this is the first time I've really shared them publicly because it was still a humble brag to be like aren't I awful always thinking about the fact I'm on TV but I think I think I think we're aware enough did I watch more or fewer films this year than in 2014 um, I am going to say fewer because last year you had that whole list of things that you're working your way through unless that was still this year I don't know and also this year you've watched a lot of television yeah, I mean, I've actually watched less television this year. I've watched fewer. I've watched 109. These are brand new films. These are films that are new to me. Right. But um, still, it's 109 to 155. Cool. And actually, I've just remembered your list of box sets that you watched last year. So, yeah. Yeah. Number three. What did I learn was an effective way to gain 300 Twitter followers in one day? Get kicked out of the Labour Party. That is absolutely word for word what I've written. Question four. We welcome Abed Nadir to the pantheon of my NBC boyfriends. Name one other member of the Pantheon. NBC. NBC. Uh, ben Wyatt. Correct. The third member is Jim Halpert. And question five. Yes. Who is described on Twitter, amongst other things, as an academic and tea drinker? Uh, that would be Rigby the Bear. That is Rigby the Bear at Rigby at Home. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, clean sweep. So, Yay! in total, you got uh, 13 out of 15. You got nine, which is not... Not not that bad, given that some of mine were a bit obscure. Well, thank you very much. I believe that I believe you've won almost every year. Congratulations! Thank you. I don't remember who won last year. I think you, I won yeah, the you first did, year. I think. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Needland third. No, we've already done that. What have, have we seen, seen this week? week? What, what have, have we seen, seen this week? week? Hey, as we've already said, we re-listened to last year's equivalent quiz episode, and in that one, we offered an article about while you were sleeping and don't worry this year we've got another article about while you were sleeping hooray from BuzzFeed which I watched on Boxing Day yeah which I went to bed as is tradition I didn't watch it at all this year 2015 is going to be terrible BuzzFeed had an article called 18 things you didn't know about while you were sleeping watch it quick because you can probably you're probably still within the time frame of the film oh I think so that's my recommendation to you okay I'm going to go and watch the read peruse that immediately cool. bye oh wait bye no, don't, uh, don't at, at the completely opposite end of the uh, spectrum and it's gone viral so a lot of people have seen it but the picture of people not possibly having their best New Year's Eve in the middle of Manchester city centre it looks exactly like a renaissance it's, painting it's like the creation <laughs> the, the creation of man man the man on the floor lift, raising his hand reaching towards his beer it's hysterical and the sort of Fibonacci-esque and it put me in mind of that uh, that brawl they had in Ukrainian parliament a couple of months ago just wonderful yes We've managed to mention them several times throughout this episode, but our dear friends at Two Bossy Dames have launched a Patreon. A Patreon. Yes, they have. Which is a bit like a Kickstarter, but ongoing. Basically, you become a patron of the arts and you pledge a certain amount every month for wonderful people doing wonderful things, such as Two Bossy Dames. And you can start as low as a dollar. One dollar. And we recommend you do that because it's going to enable them to pay for a proper logo. They're aiming to get merchandise, more regular tweet-alongs, all great. All, all great. great. Oh, great, great fee. Greyhounds. So as usual, we encourage you to... To go and patronise them. Oh, you're doing a newsletter. 
And that is for the, you know, my page of notes, which is on the back of a Spreadshirt invoice from when I bought our Raising Jessica's Day of Fun <laughs> shirts, available to you now at spreadshirt.co.uk slash ohmygreyhounds. Thank you very much for your order and enjoy your custom products. I will. It's got my face on it. Don't forget, you can buy those. We'll have more products with you shortly because I've been thinking about slogans to put on badges. If you have a specific slogan you want on a badge, tell us because otherwise we won't know. Either will. Don't put that on a badge. No, that would make no sense. I love badges. Badges? Yes. I also love badges. Oh, right. Or pins. Pins. Buttons. Fantastic. This is also a plea. A desperate plea. No, a casual one. What you're doing now, stop what you're doing. Unless you're driving a car, definitely keep doing that. Go to the iTunes store of your country and please leave us a rating or a review. Because every time somebody does that, it bumps us up in the charts and you can subscribe there and you can listen to old episodes and you can read the notes and all the notes have links so you can click directly from your iTunes or your podcast thing and reviews will be much appreciated. We've had some wonderfully kind ones. Thank you so much to the people who have left them so far. But if you could take a moment, we've been doing this for four years and I want people to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I read them this morning and they were delightful. So thank you for everyone who's left one. They are so kind. It would be fantastic if we could build on that casual we're british so it's hard for us to ask for things but basically we do this and it's free and we love doing it but it'd be fantastic if you could review it and help us promote it yeah but it's fun and please like and we're sorry but it would be i just shall we sorry would you mind um, terribly and the, um uh but basically so what we're sorry <sighs> i'm gonna go and put the kettle on yeah um i'll i'll please uh i, I i'm excuse me i'm so no, sorry after you um, no you please please no, please you uh, review sorry. no biscuits To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash oh my greyhounds.